Welcome to the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now, here's your host, editor Christian Berg. All right, welcome back to the Bow Hunting Podcast. We are all bow hunting all the time, and today we're going to be talking about bow hunting adventures near and far with Mr. Ryan Martin from Rolling Bones Outdoors. Ryan, how are you doing? Man, doing great. Doing great today. Man, Rolling Bones, that is an interesting name for any kind of a company associated with the hunting world because of course rolling bones is is rolling dice but you know when you think about how difficult it has become to secure some of the best archery tags uh in this country it is kind of like a roll of the dice anymore isn't it ryan yeah very much so very much so the 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 application process and drawing a tag is uh yeah it's definitely a lottery so, so Rolling Bones Outdoors, you know, pretty aptly named, I suppose, because a lot of what you guys do is essentially uh, like a tag service, a consulting type service to help people identify areas where not only, you know, maybe can they plan for the longer term in, in some places where they maybe have a dream hunt, but maybe finding or identifying some areas where, hey, you know, you don't have to wait 10, 15, 20 years to go hunt a decent mule deer or elk or whatever. You may want to look over here and maybe within four or five years, you might be able to go do that. Ex- yes, exactly right. We will, uh, we, we Rolling Bones, we, we um, have outfitters all across the world and we'll also do application services. So, you know, that's kind of our key deal. And when we take that, it kind of glues, it kind of makes a complete circle. And uh, as members, you know, we'll we'll take members and we'll start them on an application process. Maybe their ultimate hunting goal is to hunt elk out west. And we can start them applying and we'll do the application service, build them preference points. And then we can uh, start through the process as they're building up points over a couple of years, or maybe they want to go right away. We've got uh, outfitters all over with landowner vouchers and such that we can get them lined up and started with, you know, as an instant, instead of waiting three or four years to build up preference points. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the background of rolling bones outdoors. And actually, before you jump into that, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't do my sponsor read, Ryan, because we got to pay bills here. Want to remind everybody that uh, the Bow Hunting Podcast is brought to you by Lancaster Archery Supply. For all, all your bow hunting needs, visit LancasterArchery.com. They've got the gear, they've got the knowledge, they've got the passion. And passion is certainly a driving force of what we all do in this world, because let's face it, Ryan, none of us have to go bow hunting in 2023. I mean, we can go to the grocery store, uh, pick up a a butterball turkey and roast it in the oven if we really have to, but it'd be a lot more fun to go out there and experience the hunt, you know, and traveling to hunt is one of the true joys of what we all love about this. It's great, you know, to hunt the back 40 for a guy like me here back east, you know, hunting whitetails in the back 40 is what we grew up on. It's what we love. But it sure is nice to be able to get in the truck or get on an airplane and go somewhere far from home and experience different habitats, different species, and, uh, you know, just that variety of what we can do in this game. Oh, yeah. You bet. You bet. Traveling, you know, that's kind of one of my passions right there is I, I've really got into going over overseas and going on hunts. You know, I just got back from a New Zealand tar hunt. And uh, uh, let me tell you, when you go overseas or to a different country, the adventure starts the minute that your front door shuts in your house. And, you know, the adventure starts once you get to the airport and battling through that. And then you land and communication barriers and the new food and driving on the wrong side of the road and so on and so forth. So, yes, you you've hit the nail on the head there. So, yeah, I mean, gosh, we can even talk a little bit more later about those travel adventures. I just came back from a Manitoba bear hunt on Father's Day and actually was supposed to be home the day before, but 
maybe we'll get some of that later. But I wanted to give you a chance real quick. Give me give me just a brief overview of Rolling Bones Outdoors. You know, how you guys got started, how many people are involved. And and I assume it kind of grew out of, you know, if not your own hunting passion, someone's hunting passion. You know, I don't know if you're the founder or if you came on later on. But, uh, yeah, just give us a, a, an overview. I came on later on. It was founded by a, by a gentleman named Brian Maiman out of Spearfish, South Dakota. And he is about 11 years ago. He was on a uh, antelope hunt and uh, him and the guide at the end of the hunt were sitting around visiting. And Brian had been in financial services. And if you think of a financial services or an insurance company where you, you know, they have a main headquarters somewhere. And then they have agencies around the United, you know, wherever around the United States. Uh, him and the the guide got to visit him, and the guide said, "You know, you should start something for hunters, where you can match the hunter to the hunt, not just vet hunt outfitters to wean out bad outfitters, not that, but to match the right hunter to the right outfitter, i.e." You've got a customer, you know, member that's wanting to go on an archery elk hunt. We don't want to just put them in an elk, send them on an elk hunt. We want to send them to an outfitter that that works or specializes in archery hunts. So that's kind of how that deal got to rolling. It got going off of that. They started vetting outfitters and building a uh, outfitter catalog is what we'd like to call it. And then as the years progressed, got into the application services and like i spoke earlier this is really where it started coming to a full circle to where now as a member comes in there we can do their applications build their preference points for them and we can we can do that and we can start them to where building a hunt plan for Let's say Wyoming. Maybe they're wanting to do an elk hunt in Wyoming, and it's uh, this unit's going to take uh, four points. We can kind of start them on that process, and as they start applying and start gathering points, we can do what we call a what we call a help plan, which is a hunter's expedition expedition layaway plan, to where that person can go in there a year, two years, three years, five years in advance. And, and book the hunt, put the down payment down, uh, you know, which is usually a minimal down payment, and then get an amortized schedule of maybe monthly payments, you know, $200 a month, $300 a month, and gradually pay for that hunt over the course of a period of years, too. And uh, so that's really been our key, our key focus and our key points uh, as we get members they the, as you become a member, you'll get a dashboard on a computer screen. You get on to log on to a website and you'll have a personalized dashboard where you can look at a heat map that keeps track of the states that you're applying in, what status it's in, uh, uh, the, the, the adventures around the world, uh, all the vetted outfitters that we have, and then products that we'll serve. And uh, as you book a hunt or draw a tag we will also then you know we'll say hey christian you know we see you've booked this uh, moose hunt in uh, alberta we'll sit down and do a personalized uh, 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 gear list with you hey this is what the outfitters recommending uh we'll go down through the list you say man you know looks like he's wanting some good mountain hunting boots non-insulated mine are a little wore out We'll offer discounts on the products we carry, you know, Kenetrex, King Camo, Zamberlin Boots, Leopold, so on and so forth. So you guys are a membership-based organization, is that right? So what is what does it cost me to join Rolling yeah. Bones Outdoors for, say, a year? We have three membership levels, okay? So if you come in in a silver membership, and this would allow us to apply for one state, for you and uh, one state, you will get, it's $50 a year. Then the next one is our most popular is what we call a gold membership. And this will allow us and we will apply for, uh, you become a gold member, we will apply 
unlimited states, unlimited species. So you come in and you say, man, I'd like to, you know, I really want to start applying out west. You know, I, I haven't been doing any applications. I, I'm, I'm confused at it. We'll sit down with you and we'll say, okay, let's go over the states that you want to apply in, you want to start building points on, and I, we could apply for you in all 50 states as far as that goes. So on, on gold how, much, how much is that? $150 a year. Now, does that, so you guys apply on my behalf and do I, do I have to then put out all of the application fees and such on top of that? Yeah. We'll go with you. You'll be able to log in. And you'll get a personalized dashboard and we'll go through with you and we'll start selecting the states that you want to apply. Let's, for instance, you select Wyoming. You say, well, I want to do uh, Wyoming elk, Wyoming mule deer, uh, Wyoming antelope. And we'll start going down through there. And if you're just building points, we'll just you'll just type in there, just apply for points and we'll have your credit card on file. And we'll do that. If you have a specific unit that you're wanting to apply for, hey, I want to apply for uh, unit uh, uh, 41 elk. You put that in there and uh, you put, you know, I want to do a, a rifle or archery or whatever the requirements, you can type that in there. Plus, we'll probably be, we will, well, we will be getting a hold of you and trying to, you know, get any fine details on that. We'll go in there and we'll start the, we'll do the application. You will be able to get on your dashboard and there'll be a heat map of the United States. And Wyoming will be selected in an orange color because that's the one that you'd picked or which all the states that you'd picked, you know, they'll be in orange. And then as we go through the application process, we will start changing that color. Like, you know, it's, we're applying for you, it's green. Oh, all of a sudden we run into a problem. We need, uh, um, you know, a copy of a hunter safety card or something. Well, it may be red saying need more information and then we'll be emailing you or calling you. And you can keep track of through that heat map, the number of points you've got in each state for each species as well. Yeah, it's, uh, I've gotten kind of, dismayed with the whole western big game tag thing and i'm somebody who works in this industry i've actually i don't know if this helps you guys but i mean i've changed my mindset where i'm like you know what with the point creep in a lot of these units yeah i don't yes. even, i don't even want to play the game and it's not against anything against you guys or outfits yeah, like no phones it's the no. states and it's just the situation that they've created where there are way more people in line for some of these areas than there will be tags in my lifetime yeah. and that means i will never draw those tags in my lifetime and i've kind of come to the point where i'm like to hell with it if it takes more than five years to hunt an area i don't ever want to hunt there and i'm okay with that Yep. Yeah. The the point creep has just got phenomenal. Uh, and, you know, especially if a person I, I, I tell guys, you know, points are like money in the bank, but you have to have a realistic outlook. You know, you don't you know, if you set forth the applying today thinking one of these days I'm going to draw this tag that takes 15 points and you you put in for the next 15 years. Well, chances are by then that tag is going to take 25 points to draw. And, and it, it you've got to have a realistic outlook on it. Uh, I just tell people now, if you're wanting to go and you've got points, three, four points, and there's a unit that takes three or four points, burn them and go. You know, this, uh, you know, that's the way I say. And then the states have changed. You know, Wyoming last year, the big deal was the 90-10 ruling in Wyoming on the on the sheep, moose, and uh, mountain goats, where now it's moved uh, to 90% residents, 10% non-residents. And now all of a sudden you've got non-residents that they've been putting in for 20 years, you know, and that's really burning their odds down. So it, it, uh, it's a challenging game. It really is. Um, I always, as a recommendation, if somebody's, for instance, on elk, I mean, if they're open to going anywhere, uh, there's a few states I always recommend them putting in for. New Mexico is one of them because it's a, it's a random draw, no preference points. So, 
So, uh, you know, and that's a double edged sword, isn't it? Because the thing about New Mexico is you can put it in every year for the rest of your life. And yes. the yeah. way I, I like to put it like this, the good news is you have a legitimate chance every year of drawing a tag. The bad news is it's a really crappy chance. And no matter how many years in a row you put in, you'll have the same crappy chance 20 years from now as you do this year. That's exactly right. You got just as good a chance not to draw it as you do draw it out. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you know, like we had a, actually, we just, well, we're working on our September issue right now. Eddie Claypool, one of our field editors, he's getting older. You know, he's in his 60s now. And kind of the same thing. He had 12 points in Arizona. He had hunted there a couple times, you know, in the past. But he just decided last year, you know what? Like, I'm getting into my older years now. If I try and wait another 10, 12 years, am I really even going to be able to do yes. the hunt? And yeah. I'm just going to burn my 12 points, which sad to say, and again, this is why I get so frustrated to the point of literally throwing my hands in the air and saying to heck with it. 12 points. That means you waited 12 years to put in yeah. for a tag, gets you an entry level unit in Arizona. Yeah. 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 That's the sad. I, and, and sadly enough, I think we've taken a lot of this and we have, um, we've thrown the trophy sized animal in there and we need to toss that theory out and just look at the hunt. You know, I mean, we look at some of these units that, you know, you've got 15 points and, you know, oh, you got opportunity at 360 bulls. That's that's great. But are we overshadowing the whole the whole idea of, hey, let's just go on a hunt and enjoy the hunt and and and, you know, not worry so much about a unit that has trophy potential, maybe we're just going to look at a unit that produces 300 or 280 bulls, you know? Well, and again, this is just my perspective, but I think that Peterson's bow hunting readers, podcast listeners, by and large, are your average working class bow hunter. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so we're not a bunch of millionaires. We're not the Safari Club international crowd. Yeah. Um, and so this is where I think I, I think I relate to my readership and my audience is this is where I think an outfit like Rolling Bones Outdoors can be of most value to you because you don't need Rolling Bone Outdoors to go hunt an over-the-counter elk unit in Colorado. You can do that every year all on your own, and you could spend a lifetime exploring over-the-counter elk units in Colorado and probably find that they're all pretty damn tough. Yeah. Um, you could also spend a lifetime building up enough tags to do the quote-unquote once-in-a-lifetime hunt. But again, chances are it's going to take you a long time, and then if you do want to hire an outfitter, it's going to cost you a lot of money. But where I think the sweet spot is for guys like me, who maybe have some money to dispose of on hunting, but not an unlimited amount of funds by any means, is that you can you can work with somebody like you and say, hey, to exactly what you were saying, I just want a good quality hunt for a representative animal, and I don't want to spend a decade or more waiting to do it, and I don't want to spend, you know, an entire year's worth of salary to do it. Yeah. So how, how can I do it? That's exactly right. You know, that's that's exactly right. You know, why it's great to be able to go kill a 390 bull. I'm sure it is. But why do I want to spend 15 or 20 years of my life not hunting whenever I could be hunting and killing good sized, you know, nice average bulls every year or every other year, you know, and that's exactly right. And that's kind of what really got me going into rolling bones was I'm just common old Joe blue collar Ryan. I sell John Deere tractors for a living. And, you know, I look at some of the prices of some of these hunts and I think, Oh my, Oh my, Oh gosh. You know, and what, what really got me going in it was the hunt expedition lay what we call a help plan. And where I could look at it and hey, here's a $10,000 elk hunt or a whatever hunt 
and I can look at that. And could a person go write a check for that? Maybe they could. But then they feel like their kids are going to go without shoes for the rest of the year or something like that. And, you know, I, 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 what really got me going is where I could look at that and say, well, I'll put the minimum down and I'll look at it and look at the schedule, the payment schedule. Maybe I'll do it in 2025 or 2026. And that gives me time to prep for it, plan for it. And I don't feel like I've broke the bank in 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 doing that hunt and uh that's that's really been a key feature for me on it well i'll tell you another thing that i think is really good with outfits like you is the international stuff and oh, yeah. you talked about new zealand uh yeah. africa um i mean most guys yeah you might be able to do some homework online and maybe even take a couple of vacations and do some scouting of the West, but you're not going to take uh, a, 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 an extra trip to Africa just to see if a particular concession is on the up and up or something like that. When you're yeah. getting on a plane and going halfway around the world, literally, you need to know that what you're getting into is going to be a quality experience. Yeah, that's exactly right. And 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 as a booking agent, well, something that the that people need to understand is it's not costing you any more for us to provide the outfitter and the hunt for you. The outfitter discounts that to us and then we take it to market. Now, this is when we start talking about going overseas, I think it is absolutely imperative to use a bro and I and I've done it both ways but my best example was in uh 2019 I booked an Ibex hunt in uh Tajikistan December 2019 everything's good I'm working out I'm in shape we're going to go we're going to go on the hunt December 2020 and man I am pumped and then all of a sudden here comes this deal called covid and all of a sudden, that that was a fruit basket upset. So all summer long, we're in limbo of whether we're going to go or not. Now, why I recommend a, a booking agent on a deal like this, especially overseas, is if I just would have Googled up and found Joe Q Outfitter in Tajikistan and sent them money down on that hunt, and then now all of a sudden the world shut down because of COVID, I'm going to be a tad bit nervous that I'm going to get my money back or if they're even going to be in business when the world does open back up. But I had I had booked, it went through, you know, had booked with an agent, you know, with an agency, you know, with a booking agent. And, you know, of course, sure as the world, the hunt was canceled for 2020. And I waited another year till 2021, but at least gave me peace of mind in doing that that I had somebody here in the States that I could call that had direct contact with the outfitter. And plus, when you're looking at an overseas hunt, to me, it really makes it imperative to go with a booking agent because if you have any questions on that hunt or you're getting prepared for that hunt, the, the only means of communication you have with many of those outfitters overseas is an email. Well, now that's fine, but you got to realize there's an horrible time delay. So you come home from um, you, you come home from work and you send an email to an outfitter in Tajikistan. Well, you're not going to get a direct response probably until the next day, and then the next day you're going to send a reply back, and then it's going to take another day. So all of a sudden. The little question that you had is now taking three and four days to get a complete full circle answer on where with a booking agent, you would be able to at least contact them and they could probably answer the question. And so, yeah, and, and just knowing what's out there overseas, I mean, it's a big world out there. And um, yeah, just you know, you're going to a new place and a new country. And uh, yeah, you need to do a lot of prepping on, 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 on a hunt like that. You know, is your animal's a CITES animal? 
what is it going to take to bring that animal back? That's another deal that we got to go through. You're taking a firearm, firearm permits, and uh, it's good to have a middleman in that deal. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of things that people don't necessarily think about. You know, I mean, you talked about just the travel delays. It's you know, and CITES, you know, even just coming back from that bear hunt in Canada, I think it's one of the stupidest things in the world that the black bear is even like included in that CITES stuff that you have to even file a piece of paper when the black bear is, you know, one of the least endangered, you know, species going there. There's a gajillion of them up there, especially in the forests of Northern Canada. And yet you got to file the paper, which is really no big deal, but You know, in our case, just getting hung up in the customs office long enough to miss a flight and have to get rebooked. You know, I mean, these are things that even when you're making your travel arrangements, you might say, hey, listen, you know, you got a layover in Toronto. I might suggest you put a four or five hours in that layover because you're liable to spend 90 minutes in the customs office. And by the time you get out of there, you you know, if you have a two hour layover, you're going to be in bad shape. That's exactly right. That actually is a great example because it actually is what happened to me on New Zealand. We were, I don't know, two, three weeks shy of a month of going. And, and I got contacted and they said, look, you're, your flight from Auckland to Christchurch is the, I don't know what it was, the eight o'clock flight or seven o'clock, I don't remember. And they said, man, we're really recommending you to maybe we can change that flight to the 11 o'clock flight. Seems like everybody that has tried to catch that between the time they get through customs has missed that flight. And I'm like, well, is that what you recommend? Do you think? They said, absolutely. And I did that, and man, was I glad I did too, because I just about didn't make the later flight. I didn't even just about didn't even make the later flight that they put me on. You know, so it's those little things that are really, really beneficial. And it's really, really beneficial to be able to talk to someone that has either been or has had, like like in my case, or, or members, or or at least with us, we have such a at Rolling Bones, we have such a network of advisors across the United States that if I have a member that's wanting to go to uh, Mozambique and I haven't personally been and and I'm trying to answer, I can send out real quick a message and say anybody had a member that's went to Mozambique before and I can kind of get, oh, yes, I've been here. He's been here and we can answer any questions. And uh, that's been real beneficial. Our owner, uh, Brian Maiman, uh, this year was vetting an outfitter in uh, uh, in uh, uh, all the Northern Territory up there on a muskox hunt. And that was kind of the deal. We vetted them through, you know, online, on the phone. They answered the questions. Um, and then he said, I, I'm going to go up there and vet this hunt, not only to check out the outfitter, which the outfitter was, he was, perfectly confident in it after we had vet, vetted him and did the answer these the outfitter answered all the questions and everything but he says i want to be able to learn the logistics of getting there learn the logistics of coming back with uh with a muskox and uh uh learn you know where you know how's it going to be the flights you know because when you start talking to the inuit ter- territories up there the northwest territories you know things are just a tad bit rural up there and uh, so that that really, really, really helps this way. If I have a, a member that books that hunt for next year, I've at least got a contact that has been and uh, can at least speak forth of what it takes to get there and get back. So how many different booking agents are there within Rolling Bones Outdoors and how many different like outfitters around the world do you guys work with? Uh, agents, I'd have to think, I think we'd probably in the, the 50, give or take. And, uh, uh, outfitters all over North America, around the world, I would say we're probably, uh, doing it. If we just did outfitters, you know, you go outfitters or hunts because you may have an outfitter that has four or five different hunts. I would say we're probably close to a thousand hunts and, uh, you know, um, uh, three or 400 outfitters. 
Wow. So, so, so folks could hop on your website and literally yes. browse yeah. all of those possibilities of those yeah. different funds, right? What, yes. What we do is we will, you'll get a uh, password, username and password where you can get in there and you'll click on, you know, you can click on a, well, we're talking elk hunt. So you click on a Wyoming elk hunt for this, you know, and it may be something that attracts you to looking at that. And we break it down to, and I'll just click on one right here. We break it down into, as we vetted that outfitter, we want to know shot opportunity, not, not shots. And that's, you know, maybe it's a 80% shot opportunity, you know, maybe, you know, somebody missed whatever we want to know you know the animal was at whatever distance for how many seconds that gave that hunter a, a shot opportunity then we're going to go into an age classification you know i've clicked on one uh here this is an oregon roosevelt elk hunt uh age classification 220 to 270 uh, in inches on the horns you know now that's their average it may also say down there in the comments you know 220 to 270 but Within the last five years, they did kill uh, 300. And then we'll go, um, you know, weapons, you know, uh, what to expect yardage, what to expect on a, if it's an archery hunt or archery opportunity, what to expect on a bow, shot range, so on and so forth is kind of well, how we'll do that. And then as you uh, kind of go through there, you'll go through a hunt experience. You'll kind of click in there and it'll tell this hunt's a walt, got a wall tent. You'll be on horseback or you'll be in a cabin. Uh, as you go down through there, you'll be able to click on pictures of the lodging accommodations, kind of an idea on the food, what you'll be eating, physical condition. You'll click on that and that's going to show you pictures of kind of the scenery, you know, what to expect on that. And uh, then we'll get into a gear list, kind of what the outfitter recommends. And then at the top, you'll click on media, and that's going to show you an overall view, you know, just different pictures of, of uh, animals that they have harvested. Um, we'll also go down through and have options. You know, if you want to bring a non-hunter with you, what's that going to cost? If uh, you're on a uh, moose hunt in Canada, it may be an option for a black bear. What's that option going to cost? It'll it'll go through the options and then it's going to show pricing. And we'll have, you know, a non-member price and a member price, which is enough discount that you know, you'll buy the $150 membership fee. Uh, and you'll show the member and then you can get up in the top and it'll say adventure options. You'll click on that. And then you can go over there and select any options on there, everything you want, full payment, there's the price. Or if you want a partial payment, you'll type in the uh, the uh, date you want to go. Let's say it's uh, September 2025. We'll put that in there, partial payment, and it will bring up uh, uh, your amortized schedule of you know what your monthly payments would be. So let's do this. This is, I'm sure, what... Uh... You know, a lot of people will probably ask you, maybe folks have listened to this and they're intrigued by the, the many possibilities. You know, it's funny. I've got uh, I've got your catalog or your brochure that you gave me, you know, mm -hmm. right here. This is probably not all your hunts, but some of your hunts uh, right here. What are some of the things that you would dangle out there? Hey, here's here's three or four different hunts that you might be surprised at what you can go and do, what you can enjoy that is maybe gonna be a better value than you might anticipate. And if you've never been on a, a big hunting trip, these are some things that I would say, why don't you consider this or this or this and, and you know get a couple of friends and it could really be a blast. This is where you're gonna hit home with me because this right here is how I ended up having such a desire to hunt. The first thing, if someone said, you know what, I would like to go on a, on a good hunt, may do it once in my life, hopefully I'll do it twice. I would like to go on a, a, a just a real great adventure. I'd like to maybe take my wife. Maybe she hunts, maybe she doesn't. I'd recommend South Africa, Namibia in a heartbeat. 
the dollar spent for the amount of animals you shoot is 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 for the price of a good elk hunt in uh, in uh, Montana, Wyoming. You can go and go to South Africa, and you can kill ten animals over there. Now, I'm not. Could you go to South Africa and spend thirty, forty thousand dollars? You sure could. But you know what? You could also go over there and spend $7,000 and kill a lot of animals. You don't have to shoot Cape Buffalo and, 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 and Hippo and all that. You can shoot a good Plains game hunt, Impala, Bless Buck, Kudu, and Eland, uh, Wildebeest, um, whatever. And you can have a great hunt, a nice hunt, stay in a lodge that's just great accommodations. So that's the what that's how I got into it. Now a little quick story on that. I was before I'd ever the first country I'd ever been to was South Africa. And how that started was I was sitting in my living room and my wife said, we ought to do something for our 20th anniversary. What should we do? And she rattled this off and that. And I said, well let's go on a safari. And I was being about half sarcastic, I guess. I really and she says, yeah, that sounds like fun. We ought to do it. Why don't you check into it? And I went, oh, yeah, 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 right. Well, finally, about two weeks later, we're still sitting in the lit. We're sitting in the living room again. She goes, you check anything in on that safari? And I said, no, I, I no, I didn't. And she goes, well, why not? And I said, we can't, we ain't, we can't afford a safari. We ain't, there ain't no way. And she goes, well, how do you know? You ain't checked. So I started working, looking into it and looking into it and checking into it and looking at this and well, that's a little bit more money, but we could shoot this, this, and this, and this many days, and so on and so forth, and uh, came back, and we did it. We booked it probably, um, I think, from time we booked it, maybe it was two years, year and a half. I can't remember, and um, we went over there. Two of us spent 10 days over there. I think the total cost of our hunt at the time was uh, for 10 days with both of us was $8,000, I think. Um, and we killed uh, nine animals, I believe, and uh, that got me hooked, you know, and away we are. But that's that's probably the one that I would say if a hunter is really wanting the biggest bang for the buck. Yeah, that really is a good value. And, of course, you have the transportation to get over there. Yeah. Um, but that's not as much a lot of times as people think it's going to be you know it's not i mean it doesn't really i mean i haven't looked at going to south africa the airline tickets in probably a year or two uh i don't think it's really changed a whole lot from when i did it in in 14 a person if they watch it the best time the lowest price to go I would say is if you can get something booked before the 1st of June, meaning you hunted maybe in May, your airline tickets are cheaper up to the 1st of June or after August 1st. So if you said, you know, if you could make it work in August, leave sometime in August, the first first couple of days of September, uh, your airline tickets are going to be a lower price. I don't, I can't remember by how much, maybe a third or something like that. But uh, that that kind of goes into play if you're really shopping it and trying to get the best bang for the buck. Well, the other thing that you can really run into money doing, and uh, it's just the nature of the beast, no pun intended, is you can spend quite a bit of money getting all your animals home. Yeah. And then taxidermying them. Yeah. And one thing that I've said, because I haven't been to Africa myself, Ryan, but one thing I've said many times, and I don't know if you have members that do this. I'm sure you do. Um, I always said, hey, I, you know, if I stay in this business long enough, I probably will, Lord willing, get over there at some point. And if I do, it'd probably be for a Plains game. That's the entry drug, right, in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. One of those planes game safaris. If I shot five or six or seven animals, what I think I would do is take just a just a ton of photography and probably leave those animals behind and say, hey, you know, you this meat goes to good use. You know, we'll eat some mm -hmm. in camp, share it with uh, the local folks. And if I don't see those antlers, those horns again, that's OK. I've got my memories and I've got my photography. I th I think that's right. I I think to be real budget conscious, you can look at it like this. You can take 
multiple thousands of dollars and have them shipped and taxidermied. Or you can take some really good pictures, maybe tan some hides, do a couple Europeans, bring that home, very minimal, and take the rest of that money that you saved and put it back to going back. If you want to see them again, you can go back and see them again that way. You know, it's really easy. It's real easy. I mean, you can spend some stupid money on taxidermy and it's great. And I understand it and honors the animal. I got it. I understand it. But there's a point in there. If we're really working at this, struggling on this, you know, trying to make it, you know, we're planning it and we're paying it for a couple of years. Hey, why spend forty five, five thousand plus dollars on on taxidermy in it? Let's just, hey, you tan the hide of a zebra. That's fairly cheap to get back. You know, maybe tan. I got a tanned hide of a wildebeest. That was all right. European mount of a wildebeest. Okay, that wasn't so bad. And take some really great photos. And like I said, that five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars you could have spent on taxidermy, you put that in the cookie jar for next trip. Um, another hunt that I wanted to ask you about. This is a bit basic if you will but i imagine you've got to offer them one of the most fun and least expensive bow hunts that you can do is a hog hunt you guys have to have some outfitters if i wanted to get a guy's trip together hey let's go down to texas or florida or south carolina or whatever and just shoot some pigs uh is that something that you guys offer absolutely absolutely yes yeah, and uh, I was trying to go through them right now, but yes, we've got uh, a couple different outfitters down there um, that will do hog hunts in Texas. Um, and I'm just trying to find them right now, but uh, yeah, do you know some of them are night hunts? Uh, yeah, it, that's really became unbelievably, unbelievably popular. And here's one right there. Uh, what are we looking at? Huh? Two day, two hog hunt. Hog. This is hog dogging. Four hundred and fifty dollars a day. Uh, well, that's yeah. actually that's actually a great bow hunt because I've done that in Florida where you run the pigs with the dogs and then mm -hmm. the dogs bathe them and. Mm -hmm. you you can get in there and you can get at close range. You can shoot one with an arrow. You can even decide you want to spear one or get the knife and, and go in if you really I've want. Done to that. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a rush. You know, something that a person's got to remember, and, and I always try to emphasize this, is a lot of times we look at the species and there's times, you know, it's kind of like we were talking in Africa. Everyone thinks of Cape Buffalo. Well, that's a higher dollar hunt. You know, if you don't want to or can't spend that kind of money, it doesn't mean you can't go have that exact same experience by going over there and hunting a blue wildebeest, which is known as the poor man's buffalo, and and doing something like that. You know, the, uh, that that's the same experience. It's a different animal. But it's the same experience. You know, I I probably never will be able to throw out the money to go on a doll sheep hunt. But I could go have near the same experience hunting, uh, hunting. Uh, well, we could go clear down to we could hunt mountain goats on Kodiak Island for well under half of what a doll sheep hunt is. We well, could go, or you could go on an owl dad hunt in Texas. Owl dad hunt in Texas. You could hunt blacktail on Kodiak Island, uh, you know, a person, you have to open up your mind. And that was what, you know, that Africa trip opened it up for me. I, you don't have to do that glamorous high dollar hunt to have that experience. You know, uh, some of the great entry hunts, father, son, father, daughter, great hunts is just like what you did. Black bear hunt. Oh my gosh. I mean, we're good, decent weather. It's a it's a low stress hunt. Oh, fantastic it's, fishing! Yeah, yeah. It's it's just that you know another one, antelope. You know, it's something. It's going to take you maybe it's a few points in 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 a few states, but I mean, it's a it, it's in the whole scheme of things, 
it's a it's a pretty low dollar low dollar deal, you know. Oh yeah, well, no, that's the other thing, you know. If you think about again, come back to that hog hunt. You know, of course, this is a bow hunting show, and and it's all serious bow hunters. Uh, but it's that entertainment value. Maybe it's a mixed group of buddies where, yeah, you go down. I know how those hog hunts go. You know, I've been on a few of them. It's like you go out, everyone shoots a couple pigs with their bow, but then you're sitting around camp at night and the outfitter's like, hey, you know, you guys want to try something different? Yeah. Let's let's go out right now. Everybody hop in the back of the pickup and I'm going to take you out there with some thermal scopes. And, and, and you know, we want to go shoot some more pigs. We can go do that. And it's like, you know, hey, that's not bow hunting, but that's a really good time too. And it's something different that you're never going to go on an elk hunt. Yep. And, you know, like you go on an elk hunt, to your point, you're going to hunt hard all week long. Maybe you've got a seven-day hunt, and you're just hoping that at some point in that seven days, you have one opportunity to bend those limbs back on your bow and get your shot. Yep. And a hog hunt's a whole different thing. You know, you might go down there with a few friends, and it's like, hey, yeah, we all shot pigs with the bow. We all shot pigs at night with the rifle. You know, Bobby Joe stuck one with the spear. You know, Ryan got one with the knife. And then we just sat around and played cards for a couple of days, and it was the best time we ever had. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the, a person has to put into perspective that it's the experience. That's what will go down in your memory right there is the experience. You know, it doesn't have to be that animal to have that experience. And you're exactly right. And and, and a hunt like that is um, what do I want to say. It, it, it's it's a, it's a relaxing hunt. It's a it's a stress free hunt where all of a sudden you've got shot opportunities and it's you know, you haven't got it. You haven't got this thought in your mind that always creeps into you on a on an elk hunt or something like that is. Am I not going to tag out? Am I am, am I not going to tag out? You don't have that, so that's what's that's what's just a really relaxing and I, and I think the dollar value of that is just priceless, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, if you miss a big, big whitetail buck, big mule deer, big elk, whatever it is, I mean, a really trophy animal, you wake up in a cold sweat like <laughs> for weeks, and, and and thinking about that, right? But, Beat yourself up and everything else, yes. But if you miss a pig, nobody has ever woken up in a cold sweat because they missed a pig. You know, <laughs> what, I mean? you know what happens when you miss a pig, Ryan? You go find another pig. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, that was, you know, falling back into that Africa deal. You know, the cool thing about that over there is, is you can leave camp in the morning thinking that you're going to be hunting for kudu and you will, and you might not see a kudu that day, but you might shoot an Impala and a warthog, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. It's a target rich environment and yeah. And it's a little different over there, a lot different because pretty much everything has a price too. So you may yeah. have to hunt with yeah. uh, these seven animals included, but like you said, you're sitting in the blind and strolling into the water hole is something that wasn't in your package. But if you want to take it, you can take it. That's exactly right. We, we did that a lot. I mean, there was a lot of that. We, you know, I can remember one day uh, a Nyala, Come strolling into the water hole. Well, could have, but I took a lot of nice pictures of it, you know. And I know perfectly well I could have tagged that Nyala. Would have been it was a, would have been a chip shot, but I got the pictures of it and I got the experience of it. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's end with this. You know, um, where can people get a hold of you? Learn more about Rolling Bones Outdoors. Um, you know, hey, we're in July here. It's a couple months until hunting season. It's a great time to think about some future adventures, maybe get some yeah. get some plans or some ideas and, and see it's, what the possibilities are. It's a really good time, yes, because we're we're offering some discount hunts, cancellation hunts right now, uh, for this fall. Uh 
right now we're going to, we're well starting as of today, Wyoming's opening up for preference points to buy preference points. So if a person's wanting to play the point game or look at something in Wyoming, I know we've kind of beat on Wyoming a little bit, but uh, the other states will follow suit thereafter. But it, it's good to get in there. You can contact me, and I'll give a couple different ways. You can contact me, email at ryanmartin.rbo at gmail.com. Or you can just, I'll just give you out my phone number. It's just 620-655-4021 is where I'd be. And uh, just, uh, yeah, give me a shout. I'm on Instagram at Ryan slash Martin slash Gone Hunting. And you can get on there and message me through that or look at anything I've posted on there. I'm, uh, you know, and, uh, but yeah, uh, ryanmartin.rbo at gmail.com. And if I want to buy a combine or something, you can help me with that too. Absolutely. Right? I'll fix you right up. <laughs> I'll fix you right up. I'll send you combine and a tractor out there. Oh my goodness. That I works. actually, I actually uh, brought a tractor in uh, a week ago from uh, Maryland, if you can believe that or not. I can believe it. I mean, people, people move stuff all over. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not unusual for sure. Uh, especially in today's day and age, it's easy with the internet to connect with buyers and sellers and, you find, you know, even cars, you know, with the supply chain, the way it went since COVID, yep. there's a lot of people uh, buying vehicles and they're getting on planes and flying halfway across the country, the whole way across the country just to buy a truck and drive it back home. <laughs> That's a vacation right there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, listen, Ryan, I really appreciated it. It's always good to be hunting and uh, hunting adventures, you know. It all like so many things in life. If only we had unlimited time and unlimited money, we could do oh. nothing but go on hunting adventures. Oh man, let me tell you what. I I if I win the lottery, you ain't gonna be able to find me. I'll I'll guarantee you I'll have a bow or a gun in my hand or something. I'll I'll be in pursuit of something. Well, a lifetime probably wouldn't be enough to go on all 1,000 adventures in the Rolling Bones catalog. Yep, you bet, you bet. Well, listen, man, I wish you luck with the with the combine sales, with the hunt sales, and most importantly, with those lottery tickets. And if you do get, just consider taking the Peterson's bow hunting guys on one of those hunts with you, okay? Absolutely. Get in contact with me, Christian. I appreciate it a bunch. Thanks for downloading the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Pick up the latest issue of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine on your local newsstand or connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com.